Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 113, the most anticipated films of 2021. Ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East and West and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hyperson55 and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion. And yeah, it's technically like close to mid-January and I'm finally getting around to doing a new episode. I'm not gonna lie ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't sure exactly what to post because there's not really many new films that are easy to access these days because the pandemic is still going on. And while I initially had plans to do my thoughts on Wonder Woman 84, I felt like as I started to think about the film, I was like, you know, what? I don't really have much to contribute to this conversation. The film left me feeling very, you know, meh. So why, why contribute really? So I was racking my brain for a bit and then I was thinking, oh, might do a most anticipated list for like this year, like I always do. But I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, do I know if any of these films were actually going to show up this year? Because, as you heard at the start of the episode when I announced what it was, there was a bit of confusion in my voice. And that's because I want to put like this asterisk in the air because while there's a number of films from 2020 that have been pushed back to this year, or have been pushed back indefinitely, since the pandemic is still very much going on, while there's talks of vaccines going out in early phases, it still hasn't been, you know, spread out to the vast majority of people. So I don't think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're not going to be back to normal until maybe the latter half of 2021. So it does make me wonder how many of these films are actually going to show up in some shape or form. Now, granted, we do have at least a guarantee on a certain section of the set of films that are supposed to show up this year that were actually going to come out in the form of the Warner Brothers material because Warner Brothers made that deal with HBO Max to release several of their upcoming titles, not only on the streaming service, but day and date in the cinemas. The only problem is theaters over in America still are, you know, closed down. And because the pandemic, we don't know when they're going to reopen. So it's looking like a lot of these films are going to go straight to streaming. So at least in the case of Warner Brothers, there's still a chance for a lot of their big Ted Pole films that's going to be showing up this year, like Matrix 4, Dune, Space Jam, Number 2, The Suicide Squad, Godzilla vs. Kong, and so on and so forth. At least those ones will be coming out in some in some form and I don't think they're going to change their dates unless some new deal is made in the next few months or something like that but for everything else from Marvel and Disney and you know all those other random companies that people are like you know looking forward to seeing films from everyone's just like well you know they've got tentative dates but are they still going to show up because Sony just pushed back a bunch of their films to the latter half of this year so who knows it's still very up in the air so when you see the title card for this episode, there will be a question mark because I am not sure if any of these films are actually going to be showing up at all. I hope that they will, so I'll have something new and fresh to talk about, but yeah, you know, we don't know, we don't know. But anyway, beyond that, we are here to talk about what I am personally looking forward to in the year that is 2021. It's off to a bit of a pant start, I'm not going to lie, but there are still films I'm very much interested in seeing. So I have my list at the ready here, 
And while there are a few films I had to take off the list, and this one isn't, you know, entirely definite because I feel like there's a few films that will be coming out this year that I've probably forgotten about or maybe secretly released. But yeah, the following 10 films that I have on my list are pretty much most of the entries from last year with like some random, you know, variations here and there. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here are my top 10 most anticipated films of 2021. Starting with number 10, Last Night in Soho. Now, this was actually in my top 10 for last year. It's the upcoming film from Edgar Wright. And while information about the film is scarce, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's Edgar Wright. I'm always interested in whatever new project he has going on. And most of his films I love. I'd say The World's End is probably the only film of his that I'm not really in love with. Everything else has been pretty solid, with my two favourites being Scott Pilgrim vs. The World and Hot Fuzz. I did really like Baby Driver, that was in my top 10 of 2017, was that the year that came out? I think? But yeah, no, I am so down for this film, regardless of what it is, I just hope that he releases a trailer at some point, because I have just been dying to see what this film is going to look like. At number 9 we have Uncharted. Now, I have never played any of the Uncharted games. I've been meaning to for a while, but I just haven't got around to it. I actually bought Uncharted 4 for my PS4 ages ago, but since I hadn't played the first three, I wanted to get the Uncharted collection and then play that and then play 4 just so I could play them in sequence, but I just haven't got around to it because, you know, there's always too many games to play. But my main interest in this game is pretty much Tom Holland because he's my boy and I'll pretty much just see whatever's going on with that. But I'm also curious to see how they are going to adapt the games because while I haven't played them, I know enough of them casually, vicariously through friends and certain other like, you know, let's plays and online research that I have at least a grasp on what this could be. And considering that this film has taken so long to get made and now it's actually, you know, been filming, it's been like, you know, finished up at the moment. I'm very curious to see what the end result is. And obviously it falls into the video game category of film adaptations, which obviously has had a pretty questionable road so far with majority of them being pretty pants. With the exceptions of some people that like Tomb Raider, the Sonic movie and Detective Pikachu, everything else has been pretty pants besides Mortal Kombat 1995 and maybe the first Tomb Raider film from the early 2000s with Angelina Jolie. So we're hoping that this one's gonna be a win the cast is looking solid with Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, and Sophia Taylor-Alley. And it's being directed by Ruben Fleischer, who some people like. He has an interesting track record with his filmography, from the recent work he did with Venom to the two Zombieland films and so on and so forth. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but, you know, still having that air of caution. Okay, next up at number 8 is Rayo and the Last Dragon. I've been following this film for what feels like almost 3 years now. I always look forward to the animated material from Disney because they always seem to come up with something new and interesting every time. And this one happens to deal with dragons, my favourite mythical creatures, it has a lot of interesting mythology going on with Asian culture. I really like the trailer, I like the premise with this whole idea that long ago humans and dragons coincided together but then these monsters drove them out so now you have this one warrior on this quest to find the last one in order to help like you know all this other palaver I've done a terrible job of selling you what it is but it looks great so far it has a very nice color scheme and great art design and I'm very looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with the cast with the two main people I'm very much interested in being Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina, and with a soundtrack done by James Newton Howard 
yo man this could be some good stuff so i am very hyped i'm hoping that this is going to be another win like moana was back in 2016. at number seven we have top gun maverick now i'm not gonna lie i'm not even the biggest fan of top gun I watched it in college because I was forced to on my course, but I ended up quite liking it. There's a campy fun nature to that movie, and a lot of the performances and obviously the soundtrack is very catchy and familiar, and Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins is one of my all-time favorite jams, so I have an attachment. But for the longest time, I was like, do we really need a Top Gun sequel? You should leave it alone. But they kept saying it, they kept saying it, and then in the last, like, what, four or so years, it started to materialize. And after I saw those trailers, I was like, yo, okay, this looks like it could be fun. Those flying sequences look mental. And it really looks like Tom Cruise and his production people are going far and beyond to try and create a modern era of jet fighter planes doing all their action sequences looking badass as hell. So I was like, you know what? I didn't care for it until I saw the trailers and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Tom Cruise just sucker being there. So Top Gun Maverick, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with that. It's being directed by Joseph Kaczynski who did Tron Legacy, Only the Brave and of course worked with Tom Cruise on Oblivion years ago. His track record has been, you know, fairly mixed to negative with most people saying that his films aren't that good. But I like Tron Legacy, I quite liked Oblivion more so in the first half and Only the Brave was pretty good for me. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with this one. Maybe this might be his best work so far. And number six we have Mortal Kombat. Now this film is very, very, very important to me. It's one of the video game adaptations I've been looking forward to seeing for years. There has been talk about doing another live action Mortal Kombat film pretty much since like the mid 2000s and even though we had like some movement on that after the Mortal Kombat Legacy web series came along and then sort of reinvigorated the franchise you know outside of Neverrealm coming back and then doing Mortal Kombat 9 I feel like the hype for a new Mortal Kombat film has just been exacerbated by not only the Mortal Kombat Legacy series but also from Mortal Kombat 9 to 11 the amount of cinematic quality that those guys have input into this into those games has pretty much just made you look at Hollywood and just be like yo what's up you have all these characters lore and potential for madness and a franchise that you're not doing anything sort it out so then we got like our confirmation that a new Mortal Kombat film was happening but there were several sort of questionable slash red flags going on with there being a sort of new director new writers and the cast being relatively unknown now those as an overall package aren't necessarily a bad thing if they do deliver a good product in the end but it does give you you know pause for concern because you'd want someone a little bit more seasoned in the realm of directing action and doing you know fight choreography to go about and take on a project like this but I have hope because it can't be any worse than what we got back in the 90s and while I love Mortal Kombat from 95 Mortal Kombat Annihilation is awful awfully brilliant in the worst possible way that film is crap but it's funny but we have had the netherrealm games and the Mortal Kombat Legacy series which I actually saw in full recently and while I believe that first season had the right ideas I feel like there was a skimping on the mythology and more faithful elements to the series that that missed out on which this film could correct and I I want this film to be good. I need it to be good. I want to believe 
that there could be a wonderful adaptation of a fighting series because then we could get more we could finally get a decent street fighter movie maybe get a good tekken movie and not have to look at all these crusty examples we've had before more combat you got to be good baby or i'm gonna suffer <laughs> i mean i'm gonna watch it anyway it doesn't matter but still you know that's why it's higher on the list as opposed to some of the other entries okay so at number five we had dune the film that was supposed to come out at the latter half of 2020 but because of covid the way in which cinema shut down and everything went to poo it got pushed back to this year and i'm still very much looking forward to this like i said before with June, I am aware of the book, I am aware of the first film adaptation, the TV series, but I have not seen or read any of it. I'm only mainly interested in this film because Denis Villeneuve is working on it. All of his films have been very engaging, interesting, and pretty captivating for the most part. And while I would say my favourite film of his would probably still be Blade Runner 2049, of his own sort of original projects like Prisoners and Arrival and Sicario, those would probably be my, you know, favorites. I'd probably say Sicario, but more so because Sicario has a great introduction and a great ending. But anyway, the cast for Dune looks insane. And after finally getting to see what the film looks like in the trailer that dropped, I think back in October of last year, I'm like, yo, okay. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but it still looks pretty cool as hell. I'm liking the cast, the setting looks pretty unique, and giant sandworms, and interesting armor, and it looks like there's a lot of uh, interesting dynamics going on between the characters, so I'm, I'm down. I'm obviously down. Alright, and at number four we have A Quiet Place Part 2. Now, as I said before, A Quiet Place, when that film first showed up, I was like, this film looks interesting, but I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I watched it with my mates from work, and it ended up being pretty captivating. Bare attention in that film, but I couldn't stand it, but it was so good. And after the first one ended, I thought, mm, there might be a chance for a second one, but I don't really need it. But of course, there was going to be a second one. So this film looks like it's following the adventures of Emily Blunt and her kids as they navigate through the world and it seems like there's a whole lot of crazy stuff going on in that new trailer and yeah man I was really looking forward to seeing that film last year and I was so gutted it got uh, you know removed from the April 2020 slate so I'm hoping it will come out this year because I need to see this bloody movie man it looks cool I'm looking forward to jumping back into this world with aliens seeing how this world expands beyond the original location and what potential other monsters are lurking out in the world essentially. At number three we happen to have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Nine Rings. Now this is a film I've been looking forward to for a very very long time as it's Marvel's first attempt at bringing in a martial arts centered superhero into the fray. And while they attempted something with a martial arts focused character in the Netflix universe with Iron Fist, we all know how that turned out. A bloody disgrace! And as someone who is really, really attached to the world of martial arts and seeing it demonstrated in a really clean and perfected way with good fight choreography and a decent story to go along with it, I pray that Marvel are going to get this right. Shang-Chi is a character I'm not super, like, you know, aware of, as opposed to some of the more popular Marvel characters, but as a martial arts focused character, he has my attention. And as a film that's going to have a predominantly Asian cast, and really trying to get across the importance of this character and importing the Ten Rings as a key concept and potentially bringing in the Mandarin properly, 
I am super hyped to see what's going on with this. The cast is looking pretty cool, having Michelle Yeoh, Aquafina, and of course the main character being played by Simu Liu, who I mainly know from Blood and Water on Amazon, which was a small Canadian show, and his acting, especially in that first season, was bloody great, so I knew that Marvel had picked the right kind of guy. And we've even seen some of his behind-the-scenes footage of him practicing the martial arts, so it looks like the guy is plenty capable. I have high hopes, and I pray that Marvel aren't going to let me down. I want this to be the Asian equivalent of Black Panther that has the culture, the feeling, and energy, but it's stupidly entertaining and opens up people's eyes to like you know a little bit more of this uh, different side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that hasn't been seen before. At number two, we happen to have the Suicide Squad coming from James Gunn. Now, if you had told me a few years ago that there was a sequel to the Suicide Squad, I'd be like, shut up, man. You mean that crappy film from 2016 that's an editing nightmare and just totally inconsistent and full of all sorts of mistakes that a film fan would rip their hair out about? No, nah, no thanks. You know, dash that in the ocean. But when I heard James Gunn was attached, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I like what he did with Super. I like what he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I'm in. So then i saw the cast he assembled and while we have a handful of people from the previous suicide squad film coming in like margot robbie joel kinnaman and viola davis you have this crazy cast including newcomers like john cena idris elba peter capaldi sylvester stallone and so on and so forth this cast looks insane and while we haven't had a proper trailer for it the behind the scenes footage that they showed during dc fandom last year looked insane of all the upcoming DC projects, this was the one that really shot up to the highest peak, besides the Batman. But since that film is coming out in 2022, I will settle for this as my number one. I am super excited because I feel like James Gunn's sensibilities would lend itself well to this group of individuals who are all a bunch of crazy people who are not afraid to do things that are immoral and crazy and potentially, you know, some of them could die in really random ways, so I, I'm down for that. I want this film to be good and I have high hopes. Which leads us to my top film that I'm excited for in 2021, which I really hope still shows up in this year, which is Mission Impossible number seven. Now, the Mission Impossible franchise for me has been one of those sort of interesting franchises that has gone from being, you know, relatively interesting, uh, but you know, sort of, I guess, okay-ish action films, to being some of the most entertaining action films I've ever seen in my bloody life. Once we got to Ghost Protocol and things got really crazy in Dubai, everything just elevated from there. Mission Impossible 5 was mental with him hanging on the side of that plane. And then in Mission Impossible 6, everything went even crazier with the stuff with the helicopter. Oh my God, I adore these films. They have just this right balance of knowing exactly what they are, how to create action set pieces that have at least enough practical elements to them, but also give you characters that you give a monkeys about and introducing interesting cast members who either have connections to the previous entries or create sort of new scenarios and new character dynamics, which is really cool. I like how throughout this series, since Mission Impossible 3, you've had at least this core team that surrounds Ethan Hunt and the new additions that he had over the course of the last two films has really sort of changed things up as well not only in terms of the allies but villains he's hanging around with and this new film is looking so crazy with the 
introduction of additional people like Haley Atwell, Palm Clementoff, Shia Wiggum, my boy. Yo, man, this is looking crazy. And while the film is still filming at the moment, it's planned to come out in November of this year. I really hope that COVID doesn't push the film too far back and they can complete the production so that we can get a good juicy entry because mate when you leave those films there is a good feeling in your soul and i know some people soured on tom cruise because of his outburst during like the production because there were some people not following safety protocols but come on now if you're the person who is you know partly financing producing and making this film happen you're going to be a little agitated especially if your film has been pushed back a few times beforehand but anyway mission impossible 7 is looking very interesting with the cast and obviously having Christopher McQuarrie back in the director's seat to handle not only this film but the 8th entry as well. So I'm excited. I'm beyond excited. Alright and that is my top 10 films that I'm interested in for this year. There are a number of films that I didn't put on the list just because they were close but not as close. So the Lin-Manuel Miranda film In the Heights, I was stupidly excited for that and I think that was on my top 10 for last year but I pushed that one down just a little bit. Black Widow, I'm still excited, but because my overall momentum on that film has dropped since it was pushed back twice, I, I'm still excited, but I'm just, you know, not as hyped. But yeah, man, I mean, there's a number of films that if they do come out this year, I will still see them, and then obviously you'll see a review from them. But let me know, what are your most anticipated films for this year? Are any on my list, or are they not? Drop me a comment in the comment section below, or holler at me on Twitter where I am at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55. And yeah, man, hopefully we'll have some new episodes to do pretty soon. I have a guest or two that should be showing up over the next couple months, so look forward to that. And obviously, the video games portion of my adaptation thing, the second part, will be coming in due course. I have a lot of films to watch, and good gravy, it's going to be a meaty episode, so look forward to that when it comes. Anyway, this is going to do it for me. Thank you for listening as always, ladies and gentlemen, and until the next time, this is the Hypers on the 55, signing out. Peace!